I recognize that there is only one source, one universal creative intelligence. I'm reminded that before you all arrived during our opening um, prayer for those in service, we were teasing and joking and expressing joy and love and happiness and knowing that we were setting that space and praying that we were setting that space for you. And I was just standing here at the podium realizing that that's exactly what was happening. <laughs> Everyone coming into the space, having so much fun and so much joy to see each one in community. And so I recognize that that one is expressing in all of us, each one of us. And that joy and that freedom. That freedom is not only the quality of spirit, a divine quality, it is the very essence of spirit. And because spirit is all, in all, as all, that we are also free. We are freedom itself. We are also that quality. It is our divine essence. And so thankful for this realization, knowing that each of us is already free. I'm so grateful for this time together today, knowing that each of us hears and feels and knows exactly what we need for that next step in our growth. Knowing that each one of us perceives things exactly what, how we need to see it. I'm so grateful for this space of love and joy and freedom. And in this space of gratitude, I simply release my prayer, knowing that it is already active. It is already so. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. Ashe. Satu. Aho. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. If you're new with us here this morning, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We're an interfaith community that teaches universal principles and practical spirituality. So I welcome you home to our community, should you choose it for yourself. And I welcome you home to the guidance and wisdom of your own mystic heart. So this morning, we dive deep into the flow of our Teze meditation time as we join our voices in song.
Welcome home to your mystic heart. Lay aside whatever came before. Let your own intuition start to guide you to heaven's door. Welcome home to your mystic heart. Lay aside whatever came before. Let your own intuition start to guide you
feel the shift in the vibration as we join our voices as one. We are one in this and every moment, connected by the breath moving into and out of our bodies, by the earth and water that give us nourishment, by the presence of the divine that lives, moves, and has its being by means of creation. All nations on the earth, all life upon the planet, nothing can separate us. We are one, literally, we are one. Together we breathe. And if you're comfortable doing so, putting both hands over the heart and surrendering into this moment, allowing the breath to encircle and awaken and open the heart. Preparing the heart to receive whatever is here for it and for you today. As we take our next breath, we let ourselves soften, letting any resistance fall away. As together we feel the presence of our collective heart. Taking what is good in our lives and giving it our full attention and gratitude. listening to all that is spoken, both within and without, through the wisdom of the heart. And letting the hands gently, gently fall to your lap and breathing in love. holding it in for just a moment and sending that love back out into the room on the out-breath. Noticing the stillness. There is freedom in stillness. A freedom that says, just be still. Feel and know the wholeness, the completeness of this moment as you allow yourself to be carried more deeply into the meditative tone of our Teze. Allow the music to take you deeper as you remember who you are.
right here, right now, right here, right now, God is, I am, God is, I am, right We take a moment now to experience our oneness with our global community, to experience our oneness with all of life, to honor and celebrate our connection with our global family. Envision with me a web of consciousness that surrounds and infuses the planet each one of us a radiant spark shining within that web. Every human, every creature, every plant, without exception, shining the one light from the one source. The rocks and minerals, the water and the wind, the stars and the planets, expressions of divinity and enlivened by the light of spirit. As we acknowledge our connection with all that is, we are empowered. There is strength in connection. There is freedom in knowing we are not alone. In belonging to something bigger than ourselves, we find great freedom. As we recognize our interdependence, we come to see that our collective prayer and meditation 
leave an imprint on human evolution and on the world for all time. In this moment, we set an intention that this imprint be one of love, of peace, of joy, beauty, and contentment. The flow of Teze this morning invites us to ask, what is true freedom? Teacher and mystic Ernest Holmes, in chapter one of the Science of Mind text says, the divine plan is one of freedom. Bondage is not God-ordained. Freedom is the birthright of every living soul. All instinctively feel this. The truth points to freedom under law. Thus the inherent nature of man is forever seeking to express itself in terms of freedom. We do well to listen to this inner voice for it tells us of a life wonderful in its scope, of a love beyond our fondest dreams, of a freedom which the soul craves. Freedom is directly linked to belonging. Although we are not often presented with this relationship as a point of contemplation, at the core of belonging, there are three qualities, trust, faith, and love. Trust is the core of faith. That which we have learned to trust determines where we place our faith. If, at a young age, we learned that we could trust our parents to care for us and love us, we might later place our faith in people as being basically good, trustworthy, well-intentioned, and loving. And we might place our faith in ourselves as lovable and deserving of all that is good. What we have learned is to trust, to have faith in good, to trust, to have faith in God. And what if this was not our experience? We may have learned that we could trust our parents to be unpredictable, angry, neglectful, self-absorbed, unloving. We might place our faith in people as being inherently bad, untrustworthy, ill-intentioned, and selfish. In this case, we may not have faith in ourselves as loving, competent, and deserving beings. And the most challenging part is that we may not even realize that this is our situation. But the truth teachings of all ages in all traditions say, as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall it be done unto him. 
And where we place our faith is at the core of our belief system. We have inadvertently placed ourselves smack in the middle of a mistrust in ourselves, a mistrust of our fellow man, and therefore a basic mistrust in the power of good or in God itself. Each of us has all the faith we will ever have, all the faith we will ever need, right now. The question is, what do we have faith in? Where do we place our faith? In the inherent goodness of mankind? In our own goodness? in our own competence and deservingness? Or do we place it in something else? When we say that faith, trust, and love are at the heart of belonging, what concept of love are we referring to? In our culture, in the modern day, when we use the word love, there are both preference and desire present in our minds. Preference and desire contained within that love. When I love something or someone, I prefer that one. I desire that one. We might consider a definition from Brother David Stendhal Rast's book gratefulness, the heart of prayer. He says, long before we begin to reflect on love, long before we even learn to speak, we do love. We love our parents, our playmates, our pets, our toys. Passionate attraction hardly characterizes any of these relationships nor does anyone take much notice of that love. It is like the air that we breathe. It is an atmosphere, a way of being in relationship with the world. And what is this way of being that underlies every form of love that we experience? It is the experience of belonging. In every form that love takes, there is a yes to belonging. We sometimes shy away from belonging because in our culture we think of a possess possessive form of belonging. Belonging to. But this is not what true belonging is. True belonging is always mutual. There's a relationship present. Rather than something or someone belonging to me, there is the idea of them belonging with me. In belonging with, the meaning or focus changes. Suddenly, the idea of belonging is not a one-sided 
proprietorship, but instead a willing interdependence. This is true of both people and things. I depend on my car to get me where I'm going, and it depends on me to make sure it has oil, gas, and water. I depend on my house to keep me warm, safe, and dry. It depends on me to keep up cleaning and repairs. If you love your house or your car, you are sensitive to her needs. There is an intuitive understanding that you belong together. The level of intimacy in our belongingness deepens as we extend our love to living things, plants, animals, other human beings. But at whatever level of intimacy, I have to admit that I belong to and belong with everything that belongs to and with me. Belonging implies a give and take. And a sense of belonging brings meaning to my life. I am a spiritual being having a human experience and a large and important part of that experience is belonging. How does a sense of belonging lead us to freedom? When we know where we belong, with whom we belong, that we belong. We are free to simply be, to give of who we are, to give the gifts we have to give as part of an interdependent cycle of love, as part of the divine dance of life. We are free from seeking, free from having to perform, having to attain, free to be. We have heard that the ultimate goal of the spiritual journey is liberation. But what does that mean? Liberation literally means setting or becoming free. But free from what? Liberation implies that we are experiencing restraint or confinement. What is it that restrains our freedom? What limits our possibilities? The longer we study and contemplate spiritual truth, the more we come to believe that there are no inherent restraints upon us, that the creative power of spirit moving through us can do all things. The Rabbi Yeshua of Nazareth taught that it is done unto you as you believe. So any limitation then must come from our own 
deep-seated beliefs. Our life unfolds according to our beliefs about ourselves. Am I deserving of love? Am I strong and healthy or weak and sickly? Am I worthy of success or will I probably always have to struggle just to get by? Can I experience true liberation in this lifetime or will there always seem to be something holding me back? In the Gospel of John, Yeshua quotes Psalm 82 when he says, Is it not written in your law that ye are gods? Divine creative power is ours to use, but it is filtered through our beliefs, colored by our faith. Through sustained spiritual practice, we can grow our faith. We can transform negative belief. In these few moments of shared silent contemplation and communion, I invite us to consider one limiting belief we may be entertaining. Maybe it is a feeling of unworthiness, maybe a fear of the responsibility that comes with great success. Perhaps we feel threatened by certain people or situations. Whatever it is for you, simply hold it in your mind and ask, what if this is not true? What if I drew a false conclusion based on erroneous assumptions I made? What if I just made all this up?
allowing the music to gently guide our awareness back to the here and now. We give thanks for this time of communion with spirit and with our beloved community. We are grateful for the release of limiting beliefs and for the freedom that that brings. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. Prayer and meditation are powerful tools for transforming, transforming limiting beliefs and reclaiming our spiritual authority. As we clean out our subconscious filters, we allow more good into our life and into the lives of those around us. Open and receptive to Reverend Diana's continued inspiration this morning, we are grateful for the mutual support as together we discover just what true freedom really is. Freedom is the natural state of all beings everywhere. Infinite intelligence expressing and experiencing its agency as all of creation. Constant and yet ever-changing. It is that freedom, that spiritual authority, that infuses the process of creation unfolding. It is that freedom that is expressing and experiencing itself as you and me. We recognize and honor the freedom granted to all beings as divine birthright. Our nation's Declaration of Independence says we hold these truths to be self-evident that all people are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. As we come to know and embody these powerful words in reality, life on earth is forever changed. We leave our lasting imprint. We make a difference. How do we move in the direction of revealing the freedom that is our birthright? Spiritual practice. Isn't it funny that there are so many questions and only one answer? <laughs> spiritual practice. We actively and consciously practice building our trust, practice building our faith in God, so that we may consciously and willingly place our faith in one another. Seeing the spark of the divine in each one that we meet. 
We are no longer engaging in acts of codependence, but from the place of interdependence. We belong together. Deeply grounded in our faith in God, our faith in ourselves as expressions of that one life, in our faith in one another, and therefore in our sense of belongingness, we are free, completely and utterly free to be who and what we are. Please join me as we close in prayer. There is only one thing going on here, and that one thing is God expressing by means of their creation. Each and every one of us is and can only be an emanation of that life, with all of the inherent qualities of spirit present and available as factory equipment. This is spiritual truth, and nothing we can do will ever change it. What I can do is learn to work with it constructively for my own benefit, growth, and development, and that of my loved ones, for the benefit of my local community and my world. I can and do recognize my interdependence with all of life. I acknowledge my inherent freedom given me at birth. And I use this freedom to carefully choose my thoughts, words, and actions my responses to whatever is appearing in my life. What a gift to be given such freedom. To contribute to my own life story and the story of human history from here forward. I choose to wake up from the dream of separation and live my life as the irreplaceable strand that I am offering my unique gifts in full faith that they are necessary, that they are received and appreciated. In this moment of awareness and deep communion, I simply say, thank you, Spirit, for every little thing, for every blessing poured into my life, and for the understanding that everything is blessing, and so I can let go and trust that all is well. And so it is. Amen. Satu. Ashe. Aho. Coming back into the space, say good morning. Good morning. <laughs> open hearts, open minds, open arms. Take a look at who's here celebrating with you today. This is your spiritual family, one of your spiritual support systems, some of the people that care about you and are here for you. If you need anything, please reach out. So as we close our meditation today, we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial good with our community in support of the work that we're doing here in the community and in the world. If you are here online with us, you can go to mysticheart.org and you'll find a donate button or a mailing address. And as we offer this short time this morning, um, I offer a video by Mamuse.
called Thank You. Oh, thank you for all you give. Oh, thank you for all you've given. You have given us wings. Thank you, thank you. Go strong, go strong, you know, keep the flame, carry on, love, 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 from here to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, I love them, and I do say thank you for these gifts that are given the gifts of financial support, the gifts of your time and your talent and your skill and your devotion, all of the contributions that you make. You're showing up, being here for what is needed, helping hands and helping hearts. So thank you, God, for these gifts that come from the one source through the hands of these many back to the one source in the form of mystic heart. We honor and use these gifts for the good of all. And so it is. So, it is. Right. so I invite you to consider grabbing a cup of coffee after our closing of the Teze, um, visiting a little at 10.30, maybe coming back for a conscious conversation where we usually have others joining. Tracy's not here today. I'm not sure who's over there, if anybody. I know Lori walked in and out. I know Amanda said she was coming. But there's a rug here, and I'm totally willing to bring the toys in here for the kids during the conversation. So that may happen, too. The quiet toys. Yes, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a conversation. It's okay. <laughs> still wants to join us for that uh, Thank you, Chris. All right, so let's close this one up so you have time for a little breather. And if you're leaving after the service, have a beautiful day. Others will be coming in. May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always lead the way. May you live in peace and harmony, and may love always fill your day. May your path be strewn with happiness. May success find you everywhere. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and 
may God always answer your prayers. Thank you for being here. Have a beautiful day. Just really taking in this happy moment, us celebrating together, yeah. knowing that as we really experience and be present for this service, that we realize that what we are looking for is already there. What we are wanting or desiring, we already have, and that we already belong. So knowing the truth of this, I simply release my prayer knowing that everything unfolds perfectly in divine timing. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. Satu. Ashe. Aho. <laughs> yeah. 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 David. David to David. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> wow. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> so if you are new with us online today, welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Reverend Diana Johnson. I'm the pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We're an independent interfaith community, and we teach universal principles and practical spirituality. We welcome you home to our community, home to your own mystic heart, and we invite you to jump in and join in the music with us as we begin our conscious conversation service. Nice Welcome to the Mystic there. Heart. Join the celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part. Make this affirmation. Spirit made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through prayer. Yeah, yeah. 
free to stay standing if you wish or sit or whatever it is that helps bring the presence of God into your physical, spiritual, sensory body. Joining me in embodying this love-soaked world living from that. This love-soaked world where all human beings embody and live from kindness and compassion. From peace and joy and abundance and generosity and freedom. That these are the principles that guide our words and our thoughts and our actions in the world where all human beings care for one another, for the earth that sustains us, and for every life form that shares this beautiful planet with us. We're creating a world where all needs are met for all beings, where all beings are well fed and have the safety and comfort of home, where mental and physical health, education and healthy relationships are ensured, supported by social systems grounded in wellness and in wholeness. Where all beings serve the greater community doing whatever feeds their souls and are well supported for their time and talent. And by this service each one finds a sense of belonging. A world in which all beings are valued and respected for their uniqueness where authenticity and integrity are the norm, where the peace and kindness we cultivate within us shows up as a world free of hatred and violence. Yes. With our growing awareness and by the power of our collective intention, we're writing a new story. It is a story where there is no greed, where abundance means having enough to thrive. We do not lower our vision, no matter the appearances in the world. Knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible, but inevitable. We align our actions to support our vision. And a new world is being born. We open our hearts, our minds, our doors, and our arms in radical welcome. Erasing all lines of apparent separation. And in keeping with our vision, we create an open and loving community to which all are invited and in which all have an equal voice. Trusting in the power of prayer, we accept its graceful unfolding. And right here and now, we call it done. And in sweet gratitude, we release it to the living, loving, universal presence that I call God. And so it is. Amen. Satu Ashe. Aho. Good morning to you who have just joined us. Nice to see everybody this morning on this beautiful day. I know it's a beautiful day to be outdoors, so thank you for being indoors with us for a little while. If you were with us at Teze this morning, you know that we've been considering the question, what is true freedom? So, tell me, what is it? I've been waiting all week for you to tell me. What is it? <laughs> Kimberly? Being able to, allowed to have free will. Okay, being allowed Freedom. to have free will. Okay. All right. 
Chris? Freedom from past thoughts and beliefs. Okay, freedom from past thoughts and beliefs. Freedom to believe what we want to believe. Freedom to believe <laughs> what we want to believe. Anything else? Freedom from our own limiting beliefs. Freedom from our own limiting beliefs. Unbound, untethered, no walls, any direction open. All right, unbound, untethered, no walls, any direction open, wide open. I'm concerned about uh, what my next action, how my next action will affect anybody else. Okay, I'm concerned about how my next action will affect anybody else. I've got a couple others and then I'll come around. Lucinda? Acceptance, surrender, and a gift that I give to myself. Okay. Acceptance, surrender, and a gift I give to myself. Okay. Just the ability to do whatever it is that, that feeds my soul, whatever it is that I want to do, providing that my actions or words do not infringe upon the freedom of another being. Okay. All right. Thank you. Kimberly. Being open to all the infinite possibilities. Being open to infinite possibilities. David. Freedom from judgment. Freedom from judgment. Self and others. Right? Yeah. Freedom from habitual response patterns that don't serve us well, that hurt us instead of nourish us. Okay, freedom from habitual response patterns that don't nourish us, that hurt us, get in our way. For me, it, it's the ability to consciously choose my response to what life brings. My ability and my willingness. Because <laughs> I can have the ability and be unwilling as well. <laughs> Victor Frankl is quoted as saying, the one thing you can't take away from me is the way I choose to respond to what you do to me. Yay. Yeah. The last of one's freedoms is to choose one's attitude in any given circumstance. That's right. That's right. Thanks, Vic. <laughs> Thanks, Vic. <laughs> he was going through it. And he, he was going that. through it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we, most of us, many of us have never even dreamt of some of the things that he was going through when he said that. So, we know that freedom and the choices it offers us come with consequences, right? So every choice we make has a set of, and we don't have to think of consequences as being negative, but just cause and effect. Every choice we make, there's an effect that comes, a consequence. So do you think sometimes our perception of not being free to choose is actually our unwillingness to experience the consequences we think will come from our action? We say we're not free to choose, but what's really happening maybe is that I don't want that consequence. What do you think about that idea? I'm reminded of the conversation you had with a woman when when, back when gas first broke the $4 barrier. And she said, 
I, I hate having to pay this much for gas, and you reminded her with a choice. <laughs> no, I don't have a choice. I have to drive. <laughs> but she didn't want it. She didn't want to live with the consequences of that, either quitting her job or taking uh, public transportation. I didn't say it quite that way. I but know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the gist. That was the gist. Yes, I stated it in an I. Well, gee, I, I, I choose to drive my car. I don't have a choice. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it goes both ways, right? I mean, right. You know, we have, um, you know, laws that if we choose to do something that mm -hmm. could cause us to have a negative consequence in our life, right? Um, but we also have ways that we can choose and uh, that have positive effects, but we still may be afraid of those, because right? That's because true. That is that is a change. That's different. Yeah, so even the positive consequences, if they're different than what we're accustomed to, they're a change that we're not sure about stepping into, those can be frightening too. Did I see a hand over here? Yeah. There's also the good old human fear mm -hmm. of made up or perceived consequence. Yeah. You know, based on our own filters. And right. It could be, I really don't like this situation, but the fear is that if I voice that, there's going to be this is going to happen, or or rejection, or all this other, I, and I'm comfortable where I am being mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Right. There's an old saying in the programs that, you know, what we like or dislike, but when it comes to what we don't like is the way things are, <laughs> and what's even worse is change. Right. Yeah. Basically, that's what it boils down so to. Kind of comfortably. Yeah. So, like two things we fear: the right. <laughs> way things are, and change. And change. <laughs> we don't want it to be this way. We don't want to change. That's a stuck place right there. Yeah, comfortably numb. David said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and we usually spend the most energy complaining about the way things are. Right. Instead of changing. Yeah. That happens mm -hmm. often. <laughs> you walk around with, with the changes of the season in Reading. It's, it's just interesting to listen, and I don't speak up to people much. I just listen. But, you know, oh my gosh, it's cold today. It's normally warm in Reading at this time. And then the next week, oh, it's 100. It's like, you know? You're in the wrong place if you don't like the heat. Red yeah. is hot. <laughs> but, you know, to just be with well, what is. Yeah, heat yeah. or cold. It's just what's happening. It's just what's happening. Like. Right. But, yeah, we do tend to get engaged in the complaint. Well, I think, I think it's a desire to think of something that's wrong that's not that's yeah. outside of us. Right. right. So there you go. Yeah. Keeps the attention somewhere other than inside of us. We're paying attention to what's going on outside. So, what are some of the other, some of the things that hinder us from acting freely? You've talked about fear, perceived fear, like we have a story in our mind. What other things might get in the way of acting freely, hindering us from acting freely? Being afraid of what other people think. Okay, being afraid <laughs> of what other people think. Especially those people that are important to us. Yeah, especially people that are important to us. Trying to control a situation. Trying to control a situation. 
I know how this is supposed to turn out. Oh, okay. And I'm going to have it turn out that way if I have to do it by strength of will. How's that working for you? I'd <laughs> <laughs> say surrender when I was talking about freedom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It didn't. Didn't work out. So, um, I'm still reading a book, You Are Here, by Brother David Stendhal Raston. In his keywords section under the word freedom, he says this, When we think about freedom, we tend to focus on what hinders us from acting freely. He goes on to say, It might be helpful to distinguish between freedom from and freedom for. What's the difference between freedom from and freedom for? Freedom from empowers the, uh, whatever's restraining you, whatever the limitation is. And freedom for just means you're free to do something. Okay. There's not Freedom from something is is acknowledging a block and empowering a block. Okay, so one's sort of constricting and one's more open and okay. Oh, I'm sorry, David. And then one letter. One letter. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. Okay. I was just gonna say once it's kind of like a difference between passive and active. Like passive and active. One yeah. is basically acknowledging something's there, and the other is saying. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the difference between passive and active. What came to mind for me was freedom for being kind, being patient, being joyful, being uh, surrendered. We have the freedom to, as somebody over there said, choose our attitude. Right. <coughs> okay, so freedom for is, is more open to having freedom to choose our attitude our thoughts, our words, our actions. I'm going to say something similar to everything in the room, but um, from seems like you're moving away from something, mm -hmm. like avoidance, you know. Right. And then the other seems like it's what you're moving toward. Yeah. It's and choices there and empowerment. Right. Because the other feels like you're giving whatever that is you're moving away from the power, but for yeah. is empowered inside you to move in any direction. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, April and then Chris. Um, for, for me, it kind of sounds like, um, like if you say freedom from fear, that's still thought. Mm -hmm. But if you say I'm, I'm freedom to move forward, mm -hmm. then that's, that's putting it into action where, where it becomes a way of life. <coughs> rather than just sitting in your mind with thought. I can say I'm free from fear, but if I never do anything contrary to fear, am I really free from fear? Right. Thank you. Chris. I was seeing it as being against something is more problem-oriented, where being for something is more solution-oriented. Okay. So it's you know, am I part of the problem or am I part of the solution? Ah, okay. Being part of the problem is often 
a passive experience. We're not acting to solve anything. Right. So it, it connects also to what Gary said, too. Yeah. He asked this question, what do we want to use our freedom for? We've had some words float around, you know, freedom for being able to act, to solve, be part of the solution, to love, to be generous, to be kind. David? Liberation. Liberation, okay. So whatever your answer may be, you'll name something that contributes to your full, unhampered development. It's like freedom for talks about that action, that growth, that development, that change. But also, um, you know, if I'm free of something, it's, it's usually a personal obstacle that I'm being free, free mm -hmm. from or free of. Um, but if I'm free for, then, then there isn't that hindrance and, and whatever I'm free from free to do whatever I'm free for um, helps everybody. Right. It gives everybody more freedom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Connects to like what Cherie was saying, the freedom from is more about bondage and the freedom for is more about empowerment. But Did doesn't it? that have a, a totally open meaning to that? Um, like I'm freedom, I'm free for establishing more jails to lock up more people. I mean, it just seems like that can be taken both both ways, whether it actually is a, embracing a freedom or mm -hmm. a controlling, you know, I don't know. I'm free to control others. Huh. Well, I guess you could look at it that way. I think somebody would probably work to limit that. <laughs> they want to be free Somebody from that. Somebody else is that. free to stop you. <laughs> right, someone else is free to stop you. So, so in, this, in this sentence, something that contributes to your full unhampered development, Brother David then asks the question, do we know what we need for our development? Sometimes. Sometimes. We think we do. We think we do. And at some level, we might. At some level, we might. <laughs> So at the biological level, do we know exactly what we need in every moment to keep this body ticking? Yes, we do, but whether we do it or not is a different thing. Okay. We know if we want to be healthy, we have to eat right. Okay. But what does that entail? Everybody, right. You ask everybody what they're supposed to eat and they'll tell you a different thing. So do we know, like, everything that's happening in our body that keeps us upright in every moment? I no idea what your spleen is doing right now. <laughs> no idea what your spleen is doing right now. So yes and yes. You know, we, in the one sense, we know what the things that are supposed to be good for us, although those change from day to day and year to year and decade to decade. Researcher to researcher. Researcher to researcher. <laughs> but if we look at it from the standpoint of you know, what every cell is doing, how it's dividing, 
how we're staying alive, how this is all working, we sort of have to rely on life itself. You could call it life, you could call it spirit, you could call it intelligence, whatever, to maintain our bodies through processes of which we are mostly unaware, moment to moment. We can study and we can learn about the processes. But as I'm standing here talking to you, I'm not thinking about the digestion happening or the, you know, yeah, the stomach rumbling, no. My stomach. She said toenails growing. Oh, toenails growing. I'm going, stomach That's what made me laugh. Yeah. I'm not thinking I'm about the toenails growing, not at all. You have to think about breathing or your heartbeat. Right. Or there's just physiological function that's right. part of life. So there's life at work. There's, there's no element of faith there. There's an element, a huge element of faith there. Otherwise, we'd never sleep. <laughs> you never go to sleep because you That's right. Isn't that yeah. why you say the nightly prayer? Hope I wake up in the morning kind of thing? You know? oh. <laughs> I Not guess one could do that. Yes. <laughs> um. So what about our mental and emotional well-being? Do we know exactly what we need to support our own mental and emotional well-being in any given moment? Not really, Just because know. we're in the woods. We, we can't see the oh, forest for the trees. trees. You know? Okay, <laughs> yeah. Lori? If we're taking time to listen and tune into our bodies and, our, and have an awareness around you know, mm -hmm. how we're truly feeling, we, we can, but it, if there's a lot of distractions. Right, a lot of distractions. Oh, I think it might be just you. <laughs> Teasing. <laughs> I know it's true for me. I think, I think that's one of those important parts of community is mm -hmm. the, um, having someone to give you objective you know, input onto how what your what your life is about. Right. So Yeah, it's a great reflection for you to look at, to give you input objectively. Also, there's that the idea of the soul's journey. Um, the spirit knows what we need and puts it in our path. It's not something we would normally know about or or certainly choose. But uh, um, I, you know, I look back on several episodes of my life that were not something I would have chosen to do. <laughs> Willingly, right. but that turned out to be the best thing for my for my spiritual growth for my spiritual journey mm -hmm. So so there's that grace right Grace doesn't always look what we think of as graceful either sometimes mm -hmm. grace shows up in a way that we wouldn't choose But that still moves us forward in our lives in our development I think I heard somewhere read that the soul's job is not to make us happy, it's to keep us on our spiritual growth. So it has that right. GPS to it. It knows where it needs yeah. to be going in spite of some of the choices we make sometimes. It has right. a way of using that mm -hmm. and bringing us still forward. It's more concerned about our evolution, not our happiness. Right. I just read that like two days ago. I read it too, and I can't Plus, remember yeah, where I, I read it. Where it was. <laughs> So do we have 
going back to what Michael said, do we have an actually an accurate assessment of where we are mentally and emotionally all the time? No, because, you know, we're in it, as he said. We can only see ourselves through the very lenses of our own mental and emotional processes. That skews our perception. So, Brother David suggests that what, and I'm going to ask your thoughts about this, so I'm going to read this to you. What truly makes us free is a thorough listening to the guidance of life moment by moment. Oh, there's Lori's comment. Mm -hmm. This means that freedom from is primarily referring to everything that hinders our ability to hear life's guidance. I would like to suggest that no matter what we think is blocking us, it is grounded in fear rather than in truth. <laughs> I don't know if I totally agree with that. Okay. Because I think that there's times when our spirit says, don't do that. Mm -hmm. And that's for our, and that's not from fear, that's from, this is the best thing for you, do not do that. Okay. <clears throat> Rereading what he wrote here, just so that I can. I agree that there's many times that right. we are motivated by fear, but I just think that that's, mm -hmm. not, that's not a general statement that I would make. So. I, okay. I think I heard that differently. It sounded to me like what what keeps us from listening to Spirit's guidance is always fear-based. That's what I think I disagree with, yeah. yeah. But I just wanted to hear what all was said. So let me read that again. What truly makes us free is a thorough listening to the guidance of life moment by moment. This means that freedom from is primarily referring to everything that hinders our ability to hear life's guidance. I'd like to suggest that no matter what we think is blocking us, it is grounded in fear rather than in truth. And I think you're saying sometimes what we think is blocking us is actually that guidance that gets in the way and that mm -hmm. that isn't fear-based. Mm -hmm. okay. but, but, yeah. but I agree that there's most, most of the time it's right. called fears. Yeah. Yeah, anytime you say always, watch out. <laughs> April? I kind of heard like, you know, if, if sometimes spirit, your own self, whatever you call it, gives you every once in a while a very direct, clear message. Yes. And then why don't we instantly do that? <laughs> you know, God, Buddha, whoever could come and sit right in front of you right now and say to you, if you could just do exactly this, mm -hmm. that's it. And you go, well, then you start thinking about it. Well, mm -hmm. if I do this, then this, and what about this, and how will I make money, and will that work? Does anyone want to hear that? Is, am I crazy? Is this crazy? You know, and all, the, all this self-talk and all these patterns that are taking place, and rather than just moving with that, right? And that's that gets in the way. I think a lot. It does. I think it takes practice to like discern yeah. if that's you or if that's spirit. Like right. in shamanism, there's a lot of <laughs> teachers that will tell you when you practice that. Your imagination, which they believe is the God seed of creation that sits within the human, 
and your rational mind, which is of this world, will fight constantly. <laughs> is what I'm seeing real? Is this good? And there was one teacher that I really respect that said, to stop that fight, I simply agree. So when my rational mind says, is this crazy? I say, yes, it is, and I just keep going. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is, and I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, did I see that? Maybe right. I made it up. Maybe you did. On we go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very hard, and it's a very hard practice to yeah. remove all those, but I want to know how. Right. Why? What? Yeah. <laughs> Fears out of the way. Right. That will hinder you from moving forward. Yeah. Absolutely. David. Isn't that kind of like the story of when Jesus told, and I, don't, I don't know the Bible very well, but told, told the, the fellow, I don't know if it was John, but he, uh, it he had just came in. <laughs> it, was, it was John. He had right. just came in from fishing all night and they had gotten nothing. And Jesus told him to turn around and go back out and fish. And it was against everything that made sense to this fellow, and but he did it. Mm -hmm. He didn't let his right. You know, well, I know I've been out there and nothing's biting and there ain't no fish. But he just did it. Mm -hmm. So instead of resisting, he went with the flow. right. But there is the point that Miley made that. We're so used to having the conversations in our heads and arguing with ourselves about things that the discernment of is this, is this the voice of spirit? Is this a clear message? Sometimes I think they are very clear. Sometimes uh, it's kind of tricky to tell. Chris, I was, I was reminded of uh, in 2020 in the middle of the COVID shutdown. Is it crazy to rent another suite? For our church oh. <laughs> and our logical mind says yes it is right and here we are and here we are <laughs> yeah <clears throat> isn't that isn't that just the process I mean uh, when a when stuff comes at you which is sometimes even your the talk you have in your own mind mm -hmm. it's just sort of something putting the brakes on a choice right and and maybe, like like April said, you have all these questions that come up. Maybe you just have to sit with them for a while until one path becomes clearer than right. the other one. Yeah. And if you can, if you right. have, if you can afford to do that. Uh, yeah, and at times that will allow the clarity to come just by pausing and sitting with it. And. My experience in some cases is that sometimes by sitting too long, you allow time for spirit to take that two by four and whack you and say, I said, <laughs> do this, which is still clear. <laughs> it's still clear. Allows you no other path but the one. So, so the more that you really can tune into your intuition, right, seems to be the key to being able to understand what maybe the path should be, or what, right? What is yeah, you filter out all of that. Your true intuition, not not right. this. Yeah. Well, uh, 
Is there somebody else? No, no. Well, I'm, um, you. <laughs> well the, the, the author Paul in the New Testament talks about uh, testing the spirits. Uh -huh. So basically, the idea that there's kind of some things that you would expect your your good spirit, if you will, to uh -huh. say to tell you to do. So you kind of kind of do a little bit of uh, what do you want to call it evaluation of what's being what you think you're hearing right. and you know if it's not you know it's if it's telling you to jump off a cliff maybe that's not yeah. right that's not the good spirit that's an yeah. extreme example but you know right there's things that your your good spirit if you will is mm -hmm. going to tell you to do that and that yeah. part of you that's fearful is probably not going to it's probably not going to tell you to do and vice versa right and there are clear-cut examples like that but then there are others that um, you know, I heard even from other people a full year before I chose to make the break and start this community, other people around me saying things like, when you start your own church, let me know, I want to be on your board. I had never once mentioned, wasn't even thinking about, but it was coming from other people. And I was ignoring, you know, I'm going, oh, pff, 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 pff. and then when it happened, it happened in a dramatic way. And um, then I went, oh, voice of spirit was coming from all kinds of places all around. And that wasn't very clear cut to me. It was so, sometimes it's real clear, this is kind of an evil spirit. And sometimes it feels like, uh, I don't know what this is. Well, Isn't that where prayer stands in the gap, though? I mean, yeah. every single person who said, sitting quietly, um, listening, I mean, right. prayer, wh whatever word you want to put to it, mm -hmm. that's, that's where we have the choice, whether we right. allow our brains to do the ruminating thing, or whether we sit with it, or pray about it, or whatever word we want to use. Mm -hmm to discern, as Miley used that perfect word for that. Yeah. I agree that that is a, a really optimal way to, to handle those things. And I don't, for myself, at this point in time, I, I do remember, but even back that few years, I didn't always remember. I, so. Anyone here always remember to sit down immediately and go to prayer? Sure. It's <laughs> more often now, but and yes, I that's my ideal for myself. That that gets back to another one of those things that blocks that intuition is mm -hmm. sometimes we're pretty sure what it's gonna look like. Right, that's and, true. That's and, true. You know, we forget that the voice of God comes through people, comes through billboards, comes over the radio, and you know, can be yeah. in any form. But if it doesn't fit with a preconceived notion that we've pretty tightly latched on to, right. it, uh, it can't get in. Yeah. Yeah. So, if we're inherently free, what are some of the ways that we can bring a greater experience of freedom into our lives. Practicing. Practicing and exercising that freedom. Practicing and exercising the freedom. 
I think that requires some reflection to do that. Okay. Some reflection. Excuse me. Okay. <coughs> what did you what was the definition of freedom again? Well, I didn't give just one definition. We have many from lots of people, and then I just said, for me, I gave my own definition. But mine was, it's the ability to consciously choose my responses to what life brings me. But everybody had a different bit to contribute. Um, do you know what the dictionary says? You know, I did not look up that word this time as to what the dictionary said. But I know that the root of it goes back to the same root as liberation, that they're very closely linked. I, I did look up liberation, and, that's, okay. and that is being uh, free to do something or free from something. Okay. Uh, liberation from restraint or, uh, yeah, something like that. Well, what about freedom? Same thing. Yeah, the, con the condition of being liberated. Okay. Yeah. The, the Latin root, L-I-B-E-R, liber, is, means freedom. Which means, yeah, they're the same thing. <coughs> yes. Surely. What's coming up for me is, um, <coughs> I think you were bringing that up in the first service, not at the beginning of this one. Um, looking at trust, mm -hmm and faith and I think the third was like inherent goodness of right. life and I think those need to exist so that we are in that state of um, knowing that we're free to choose right. because when we're not trusting mm -hmm. um, and we're not believing that even a person is uh, has the best intention, right. then it clouds how we're perceiving what's coming in. Yeah. Yeah, so there needs to be a foundation of trust and faith and, yeah, love, goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and coming from that right. as much as we can, which goes back to spiritual practice. Because <laughs> if we don't have that foundation, we may not even believe we have a choice even in our own responses. And if we don't believe we have a choice in our responses, then effectively we don't. Mm -hmm. Not in truth, spiritual truth, but, but in effect, we don't. So I think, I think a lot of it, too, depends on kind of a fundamental understanding of yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, for instance, <coughs> um, for me, it's, it's more challenging to... Consumerism, yeah. what Americans like rethinking that whole yes, concept. Right. You know, do I have to have this? Do I truly need it? Sure, I want it. Are there other it. things we acquire to build ourselves up, to give ourselves more value in our own minds? Maybe those are not even stuff related. They might be position. Position. Knowledge. Knowledge. Yeah. 
I think basically any spiritual text out there talks about simplifying and a spiritual path and has one of the goals of a spiritual path. However, I've also recently heard the uh, wonderful quote that says, wisdom is the return to innocence at the far end of experience. So I think we do naturally go through this bell curve of mm -hmm. acquiring whatever identity, knowledge, position, self. And then we naturally and organically as we continue on the spiritual path begin to let this go. Yeah. Do you think that's because we have a natural inclination toward moving in the direction of our inherent freedom? Mm -hmm. But again, freedom not as licentiousness. Right. Right. Freedom for. Right. As generosity, letting those remember. Yeah. Freedom and license are not the same thing. <laughs> yeah. April. What you were saying, like, you know, we get all this and then we sit with it and we get reevaluated. It's like in the program or in anything else, you take the regular inventory. <laughs> what are on my shelves? What is filling my space? Does does this does this still serve a purpose for me? Do I want to change it out for something else? And the point is that if the, every space is filled, where are we going to put anything new or mm -hmm. different? So you have to constantly reevaluate these things right. and, and remove some old thought patterns or belief systems or whatever. If you want to put something new and maybe mature, different, that is with you on your path right now. But I think <clears throat> there's oodles and skadoodles of freedom thoughts, right? But freedom also comes with a responsibility. You know, there I can I'm I'm pretty much free to do anything I like right now, but. Freedom comes with a responsibility to is, you know, we always have to be aware of, is this love? Is this, does this have a purpose? Is it needed? Right. Sure, I'm free to do this or this or that. But on the other side of that, there's also like a, um, I don't know, I, for me personally, I kind of think of it as a spiritual responsibility to grow and change and give myself permission to be whoever it is I'm becoming because sometimes people in their walk might need to see that in action. Yeah. So that they can know that it can be, I can, I can yeah. be something different. I can change. I can write right. differently. Sometimes you're not going to be the beacon of whatever for somebody, but you could be a tiny light that helps them find the next step they're going to take or, mm -hmm. you know, but I think there definitely has to be a, an awareness of responsibility right. that comes with freedom absolutely you can say you're everybody you're free to dance right who will get up and start to dance <laughs> those who believe yeah that they're going to follow through with that action and those who probably already have and then you might get the domino effect right they're, they're dancing that's okay oh it's safe to dance hey yeah right yeah sometimes it's needed yeah and we we do by our own actions of growing through whatever we're growing through, we do serve as examples for other people. And we serve as some people even take it as permission. Oh, these other people are not afraid to be who they are and be real in the process of this growth. They're allowing me to see it happening. It can be done. 
Maybe I too can do this. So we serve as examples for one another that way. Yeah. So as we prepare to close up our time, um, I want to invite us into just a real short kind of a practice. So just take one long deep breath in just to kind of recenter in your space. Hold in mind a moment that you felt completely free. <laughs> completely free. Or call to mind an activity that brings you a sense of freedom and picture yourself engaging in that. And feeling the freedom that that activity brings. Breathe in whatever image is coming to your mind and draw that into your heart. Hold it close. And as your breath moves in and out, feeling that freedom permeate your being and then breathing it back out into the space that's holding you. And with each breath in, may all beings know love. And on each breath out, may all beings be free. May all beings know love. May all beings be free. As we breathe together, we're creating an atmosphere of unconditional love and absolute freedom. And an awareness that with that freedom does come a responsibility. There's only one that I call God, call it by many names. But this one is expressing and experiencing itself as all of life, as all of creation. It's the one that I know as source, as infinite intelligence and wisdom, as love and compassion, as freedom. It's this one that infuses every aspect of my being and yours. And at the same time, it surrounds us so that we can come to know ourselves as sacred human. An expression of God forever swimming in a sea of God. There is nothing else. This is true for every human, for every being. And each one of us brings a unique set of qualities and gifts each of us is being called to dance more gracefully with all the other God beings that we share our space with. 
some of these beings we call humans. Some we call two-legged or four-legged. Some we call plants, rocks, soil, fire, water. No matter the form, we're being called to acknowledge and live from our inherent sense of belonging. We belong together. As we begin to let go of our perceived separation and to embrace our actual literal oneness, freedom naturally emerges. Each of us free to express and share our gifts. Each of us free to pursue life and liberty in a true sense of joy. We remember that freedom is liberty, which is inherent. It is God-given. It is not license, which is granted by human authority and often grows from the ego's need to have its way. Here and now I breathe that in. I accept and know my inherent freedom and I honor the freedom of others. I accept the responsibility that my freedom implies. I walk each step grounded in a sense of belonging, that we all belong and that we are learning day by day how to respect honor and celebrate one another more fully. I understand that the power of my thoughts, words, and actions is mighty, and that I am forever channeling the power of creation, consciously or not. Here and now, I commit to play my part consciously. I do my spiritual work, to open my heart where it has become closed, to see through the veil of separation that threatens to blind me to the truth. Thank you, Spirit, for reminding me who I am. Thank you for opening my heart and mind, making me more and more willing to embody and live from that truth. Thank you for evolving my faith. I know that it allows me to welcome and embrace the changes that are forever within and around me. And thank you for the grace that permeates my experience. In this prayerful moment, I bask in the life that fills me to overflowing so that I might bless all who cross my path in the coming week. Knowing the immense power of my word and knowing that it creates my experience here and now I release this prayer to the wisdom and intelligence that I call God. Knowing beyond all doubt that it's already active and moving my words into form in more beautiful ways than I can even imagine. In ways that serve the whole of creation. And so I rest in God, calling it done. And so it is. Amen. Ashe. I invite you to bring your awareness back as you're ready into the space, the atmosphere of the room. Welcome back.
So each Sunday, we invite you to join in the celebration of the work that we're doing in the community and in the world by sharing of your financial good. Um, so if you are at home, you can go to mysticheart.org, our website, and you'll find a donate button. You'll find a mailing address. But as we move into this time of giving, I invite you to hold these words as a prayer and a blessing for this time of offering. And know that we just deeply appreciate every gift, every intention, every thought, all of the love, all of the commitment, every gift that's given. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer it freely in the spirit of love, blessing it and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith that does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. So it is. Amen. I've been into Mamuse this week, so we're going to get another Mamuse song for offering um, prayers for freedom. Enjoy. <laughs> I see brother and sister. Sing, sing, sing our prayers for freedom. Yeah, we're gonna sing, sing, sing our 
home our northern california looked like yeah i don't know where it was but it looked like our home yeah they are in uh are they in yuba i don't know they're in northern oh, california yeah okay yuba yeah. county yeah you just like you just was like that looks like our rivers yeah they, yeah. they live up in nevada county maybe yeah. nevada county yeah that's they live right. in northern california oh neat yeah so yeah <laughs> I love that idea of uh, love is always watching. And then just realizing that ever presence of love and beauty and freedom. Knowing that as we give these gifts, that they go into our mystic heart to create that love and freedom and joy and blessings. So I simply receive this offering with a grateful heart, knowing it does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. <laughs> I know this prayer has action and is already active. And together we say, and so it is. But um, you're also welcome to use that prayer for yourself. Send it to others. Um, we're trying to em empower that process of prayer that we share in for others and to let you know that you can reach out at any time to us, and we will also include you in that prayer circle. And if your email gets buried, it's also on our prayer wall. On our, it's on our uh, prayer wall on, on the website. website.
we meet again, love me with you. Beautiful day. Please join us for lunch if here and you want some yummy food.